cochlear implant basics is a site for candidates and their families and friends. If you have been told you qualify for a cochlear implant, these podcast interviews tell how receiving a cochlear implant can be a life-changing experience. You will meet recipients who face a hearing loss and that hearing aids could no longer provide comprehension of speech or music. They face growing isolation, inability to socialize or compete in the world of business. The joy of music disappeared. They explain how receiving a cochlear implant changed their lives. Welcome to Cochlear Implant Basics. A reminder, Cochlear Implant Basics is not sponsored by anyone, nor is it offering medical advice. Please consult your own healthcare provider. Okay, good morning. Today we're talking a part two interview with Lou Ferregno. So if you would just start by stating your name, the date, and where you are. Yeah, my name is Lou Ferregno. Today, July 13, I'm living now in the Central Coast in California. I appreciate your time, and I wanted to do this interview because it was one year ago we did part one, and you had just received your cochlear implant, and you were activated, and your voice was still a little foggy at that time. And recently, I heard you do a video presentation, and then I went to Tampa for the HLAA convention for the question and answers, and your voice has improved so much. I really want to concentrate this time on talking about rehabilitation because you are a champion. And I have to tell you, over the past year, I've referred more people to your interview than anybody else. Oh, thank you. And you've inspired dozens of people to move forward. So I really appreciate your time. Let's talk a little bit about where you are today versus a year ago in terms of how you feel about what you're doing. Well, if I was today, if I was the speech, it's, uh, it's much more improved, especially, you know, doing all the rehab exercises that takes like five to six months for the, the cochlea to adapt to uh, almost 100%. And that's why, especially when it comes to the acting and filming and different things, different sound, everything, I hear everything much more clearer. And especially I hear my own voice clearer, meaning that, for example, before you could detect the speech impediment in my voice, but now I think it's very minimal. But uh, the big change is the fact that I'm getting used to, to uh, the cochlea. And as a matter of fact, tomorrow I'm seeing Jordan at House Hearing Clinic. We're talking about getting the second one to do a hearing test on my right ear. Because, you know, I'm 70 now. There's a chance that maybe losing more of my right hearing. I'll be I'm curious to find out tomorrow. But uh, it's been a wonderful life change experience, especially now that I'm able to monitor my own voice without thinking about it, without struggling like I used to. That's the big difference. I understand that. I struggled for 35 years, totally deaf. And I had to regulate the volume of my voice by watching the facial cues of the person I was talking to. You no longer have to do that. What did you do exactly? Can you talk a little bit about rehabilitation, how you got your voice to improve? Well, besides the angel app, uh, it happens to call co-pilot. For example, that I've learned listen to Ted learn to listen to different conversations because they give you like three questions and you, have, you listen to a conversation I think like five minutes and then the different questions, you have to answer each question. Like for example, they give you direction or for example, if you order food, it's a conversation between two or three people and then later on, you have to answer this question. That was part of the rehab and also the beginning was tough because I had to learn to, to differentiate different words to pick out like the right, correct word out of four words. 
So for me, it was like 50, 60%. It got to a point of no more than 100%. But now the conversation is much easier because you work up for a single word, up to different consonants, different sounds, the beginning, the end, then eventually go to conversation, which is fantastic because when you listen to the conversation, it sounds so different compared to a hearing aid. It's an interesting point because people who are considering a cochlear implant, whether it's a single or bilateral, are often afraid of the amount of rehabilitation. But my question is, did you ever get discouraged while you were doing it? I would say the very beginning, when I first used a different app, I was kind of nervous because my brain was not adapting as quick. It's just like when you go to school, when you study, it gets easier and easier. But you got to have the right attitude, the positive attitude, but it's a rewarding experience. It's not like you have to do it. It's something that if you do it, it only improves your hearing and there's enjoyment involved with it. It's when you hear better and better, it makes you much more excited. It's not like going to a gym, uh, for example, say you want to train for one year for competition. It's completely different because you're building different steps to reach the level you want to get to. And for me, I find exciting. Also, you got to have a positive attitude and the determination to want to do it. What about dealing in social situations? Is that much easier for you now, or are you still having confusion with sound? It's much easier, but the thing is, I do tell people I had a cochlear implant, and then it takes the pressure off you. Because you're having a conversation with people, like for example, for years, I never wanted to tell people I had a hearing loss or what hearing aids because I was afraid of the rejection. But now it's a conversational piece when I talk about cochlear implants, they're excited to hear about it. But the most important thing is taking pressure off yourself. That's the most powerful thing because once you have pressure on yourself, then it could be detrimental to yourself. I understand exactly what you're talking about because so many people want to hide their hearing loss because we just started a new Facebook site called Hearing Loss, the Emotional Side. And we've got well over a thousand people within five weeks. People are discussing this kind of thing. I'm afraid of exposing my hearing loss. I'm afraid to this or that. And they're pouring their emotions out on the page. Do you have an emotional change? since you received cochlear implants that you can describe? Well, especially at home now, especially when I uh, talk to my family, I can listen to them when I'm walking away behind my back. But I had to constantly lean forward and to constantly use more effort to listen to conversation, especially hearing the children home, the kids screaming and the wife and everything. It's much easier because it's almost like, for example, it's almost like we live in my childhood and able to hear the thing that I wish I'd heard when I was a child. That's absolutely fabulous. No, I noticed at the question and answer at Tampa you did, you were using your phone on your right side. Is that your hearing aid side? I go both back and forth because I can use both the hearing aid and the cochlear on the phone. So the reason why I use it on the phone, because sometimes that if they call me, it's easier to listen to the phone. But I go to the cochlear, then I have to put the mute button. But my goal is to get the second implant eventually, like I have two or one, which makes it much easier. I hear much easier on the cochlear compared to the hearing aid. Big difference. So there is a huge difference. Well, I have no, I mostly use the cochlear, but then sometimes I switch because depending on that, if I want to listen to um, something on the computer or a different thing, that's switch around. Okay. Now you're considering going to bilateral. I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Your hesitations, what's changed over the past year, and why you're looking into it. 
Well, the thing is that when you have a cochlear implant and you have a hearing aid at the same time, it's not a very good marriage because sometimes they take away from the cochlear. Then when you want to go with the cochlear, and then you say to yourself, wow, I hear so much better than here. If I had it my way, I wish I could just have the cochlear take the hearing aid out. I can manage, I can get around. I'm just saying that I'd rather maximize what I have right now. I talked to some people after I've seen you the next day at the airport, and I met a woman that eventually she went bilateral. And she said before she had the same situation like you and I. And she told me she had the second one. She was able to hear quicker. And in other words, it gave more depth to 360 degrees instead of just one ear. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Well, when you did rehabilitation, did you take the hearing aid out while you were listening all day, or did you do it for a few hours a day? Do you remember? The beginning, I would say maybe half a day, because they told me only do only a couple of hours and take a break, different break. But it got to a point that I would continue to do the rehabilitation. It wasn't as tiresome. Because at the beginning, you know, your brain gets tired after listening so much, you need to give yourself a break. But now it's not a problem for me anymore. But sometimes I keep the hearing aid out, I just listen with the cochlear. That's good, because actually this morning I, I was referred to a woman who was about to get the first one. She has a hearing aid on the other side, and she was asking me about rehabilitation. So I'm sure she's going to want to listen to this or read this interview. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to the people? Because I know you've done a tremendous job. You've been so unbelievably inspiring. How does it feel to know that people move forward because of your intervention? I feel great because these people are just saying that, which I had it done 10 years sooner because of fact, why I suffered? Because, you know, I'm not 21. I'm not 19 years old. But the most important thing is that it makes up what you didn't have before. It's almost like... You know, people go back to school. They never got an education. They go back to school, get an education. Be able to go back. That's why a lot of people, sometimes they have one cochlear. I have a friend of mine who had a cochlear. He doesn't want to get the second one. He's happy with one. Some people are happy with one. But my situation, I want to maximize. I want to have 100%. Congratulations. I think it's going to be fabulous. Once you have stereo hearing, you're going to wonder why you waited a year. Now, most people do wait six months to one year. So you're right within that framework. I had them both done at the same time. So I can't tell about my experience in that way. It was easier because I could rehabilitate two ears at the same time. How was your speech before you had to buy lateral? Well, people thought I was Russian. That's mm. my accent. But no, I'll tell you, it was very interesting. Is that I moved here seven years ago, and I left a lot of my friends in New York. And after I got my cochlear implant, I would be talking to them on the phone, and they would say, Richard, your voice sounds so much better. So it does, in my experience, makes a big difference. And as I've said, listening to you a year ago, and people are going to be reading or listening to both these interviews to make a comparison, and you are light years ahead of where you were a year ago, okay? That's why tomorrow I'll go to the ear clinic to do the testing for the second one because after one year, you have to go for the testing to make sure you're definitely a candidate for the second one. So I'll be curious to find out because my right ear, I am losing my natural hearing, but that's why tomorrow I want to see because I want to get to a point that I was explaining that when it comes to natural hearing, when you get older, sometimes you can have a drop. One morning you can wake up, you can lose like 15, 20%. It can happen. I want to be ahead of the game. You know, it's true because losing any degree of natural hearing is so frightening to people. I tell the story of a woman I mentored in Mississippi, 3% in one year, zero in the other. 
and the surgeon wanted to operate on her so-called good ear. And she took one year to make a decision. Losing natural hearing is something people really want to hold on to. So it's a big step for them to understand your story. And I appreciate that. But I think it's a good point you brought up because people that, for example, start to lose some of their hearing, I think at older, even different age, they to consider cochlear, don't wait, don't procrastinate because then it'd be more detrimental. Luke, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure to meet you in uh, Tampa, and I hope we get to see more of you in the future, especially after you get your second one. I may want to do a third interview with you. It's my pleasure.